This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Right. Into the left field! Hit number 3,000! A run start! Smith courts one into right down the line! It may go! Everybody and welcome to this Monday morning edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast. As always, brought to you from the Patio Studios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans baseball. And of course, our good friend Randy Green with InnovativeCompanies.com. Residential, commercial, industrial, Randy Green at Innovated has you covered. Whether you need the construction team, the heating and cooling team, or the electric team, they're there for you. They want to make the process painless. They want to Help you save a little money and save, most importantly, time. Time is money. And that's your man, Randy Green, InnovativeCompanies.com. Well, it's Cardinal season, folks. I mean, I you know, there's nothing. I know they're not playing games yet, even in spring training, but they're coming. Uh, we know opening day's coming. Uh, you guys have really responded to our contest. It's been amazing. Don't forget, we are giving away tickets. I want to remind you that you can go back to that site every day. And you can retweet and re-Facebook, and you get more entries because every time somebody clicks on your tweet or your Facebook post, they when they sign up, you get a three-entry referral. So remember that you go back there every day, and you have the opportunity. You get three points just for re-clicking that box every day and showing that you are going back and retweeting and re-Facebook posting because that's how – I mean, we have some people that have really been doing it, and they have a lot of entries, so – if you really want to win these opening day tickets, that's how it's going to get done, folks. So, again, it's our it's our contest that we're happy to do, and we want you guys to join us for opening day. It's going to be a great time. We're looking forward to it. Um, there's a rumor that our boy Fish might be joining us for opening day. So, if Fish is going to make a comeback, I think opening day is a great time. So, um, looking forward to whoever wins those tickets and joining a great day. Don't forget you're going to get your – you're gonna get your uh, your your note from Benji Molina to give to work or school or your 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 wife or your husband or whoever saying it's okay for you to be at opening day and miss whatever it is you typically have because it's opening day and that's what we do right we're gonna miss so uh, you'll get your note to take so that it's an excused absence or an excused day off work and of course you'll get to meet the man himself earlier in the day before he goes and does his Spanish broadcast duties so. We are going to have a great time. That being said, uh, I know he's giddy to start talking Cardinal baseball on more of a regular basis. Let's welcome in on the M4 by Yachty.com hotline, my man and yours, Benji Molina. What's going on, BMO? 
No, what's going on with you guys, man? I'm 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 ready to go, man. I was listening to you. I got excited for those people that are gonna fight for that for those tickets, man. It's gonna be fun. Opening day, like I told you years before, it's a holiday. It's a holiday. Whoever listens to us is is free to go, man. We already officially announced it. And if I have to talk to the mayor, I will. But it's a holiday, man. The opening day in St. Louis. It's a holiday. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the season. I'm ready to go. Seeing those guys and what they're doing every day has got the juices flowing. <clears throat> if I can get rid of this darn cough. But um, that being said, it is time to start really taking a look at some things when it comes to the Cardinals. Um, you know, off the air, we were talking. I know everybody knows that, you know, you, have, above all people, you know, have, have reiterated that you think that this team and most teams are as good as their bullpen is. Um, there's a lot of competition in camp. I think that's by design. Um, you know, you've heard some hot names. You've got some standbys that have been here for a while. But the reality of it is, uh, I think, for spring training, and I'm curious your thoughts, I think competition is a healthy thing. Now, I, don't, I know that doesn't always work out for some people, but is, is competition ultimately, at the end of the day, what you have to have if you want to be the best you can be? I think so. I think a little competition, it's really healthy for a team. I think it's really good for any team in this matter, our team. Uh, we, we've been talking about the bullpen for so long, and now the bullpen have the arms, man. Think about it. We have the arms, and then we have a few guys coming from AAA, double a that are knocking on the door man that hudson guy for sure should be in the, in that bullpen out of what he did last year i mean he dominated in the bullpen obviously he got a little tired at the end but it's normal it's normal he's never been in that position so uh don't that leon's gonna be fighting we forgot that we have mike myers jimbo remember last time yeah. we were talking about everybody and, and we we still forgot that we have Myers throwing 100 miles an hour uh, out of that bullpen, man. So uh, it's going to be a healthy battle. There's going to be a few left-enders battling it. Sissel's fighting for survival right now. Shreve is fighting to not to go to AAA because there's a Cabrera kid coming up, Genesis. And and um, uh, who's the other left? Uh, Webb. Tyler Webb. Andrew and Miller's a given. Yeah, I mean, they got lots yeah. of left-handed options here. That one's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. But And that's why I said competition. competition's a healthy thing. Yeah, it is. It makes you pitch better right from the get-go. Jimbo, when I was in, in spring training, um, my season didn't start in April. I don't know if you understand this or the fans I'm talking, but the the season doesn't start for some people in April. We don't have that luxury. We don't have the luxury to be Yadi. We don't have the luxury to be Goldsmith, to be Ozuna, to be Paul DeYoung in this case, which is still young, but they have the contract, or Carpenter. We don't have that luxury uh, a lot of times. So when I was in spring training, my season started February 12, 13, when, when I got to spring training and I started working with my pitching uh, for two weeks. I mean, that was my season. Uh, starting right there, and then the spring training came in, the game started, and that was, I thought it was, this is it, man. I have to fight. I have to get, I have to battle every at bat. I have to catch very good. I got to throw everybody out because who knows, man. So for these kids right now, 
it's a healthy battle, man. And it's going to be very interesting to see um, what we have in that bullpen and how they wanted to manage. Yeah, it's going to be, like I said, bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. We've said it a thousand times. You have, for sure. I mean, you'll stand on a mountain, and if anybody will listen to you, um, it's time to it's time to, to fix something that has been a problem. And hopefully that this, uh, this tack that they're taking with the bullpen will fix it. Obviously, Andrew Miller's a step in the right direction. You mentioned something off air that I want to get your thoughts on, and that is, um, you know, your your read based off some of the comments you've seen is that they may not name a closer. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's awesome. I, I, I always been a, a firm believer in that they don't name a closer. And that opens up to Swarber and somebody else lefty comes up in the nine and you don't have to bring Jordan Hicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't name him a, a closer. So in this case, uh, Miller will – will start the ninth inning and get that ninth inning going because we have two lefties on. So it, it works perfect. I, I hope and I, I wish they stay that way, and, and we'll see how it goes, obviously. But I hope they don't name any closers, man. If I'm ever a manager, I will never name a closer unless you have one. Unless a legit, a, proven one. A, a, a Kimbrell or a Chapman, somebody who has done it. Uh, so unless you have that, it's okay to name him. But I'm talking about when you don't have a guy like that. Oh man, just leave it open. It's actually very nice for the for the manager to say, "Oh man, they have two lefties coming up in this inning. We better get Miller going, man." And then the next day, we're in the ninth inning, down uh, up one, and damn man, they got Brian and Javi Baez starting the inning, and bam, here's hits. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I hear you for sure. Or whoever it is, but but that's my idea. I love it. I hope they keep it that way all year, unless we get a guy, right? Sure. I mean, you know, you you surely wouldn't uh, turn down Craig Kimbrell's services if he wanted the player and and insert him in that role. But I think I understand, you know, where, what you're getting at and, and what you mean. So uh, for me, obviously, I like a proven guy that has shown that he can do it in the ninth. I also realize that. Until a guy gets an opportunity to do it in the ninth, how do you know if he can or can't do it? Uh, and I understand that. So if that's the route you go, well, then you have to try people in there and let somebody assert themselves or let somebody, you know, define themselves in that role. You know, given the opportunity, you know, I like a guy that has done it before because I, you know, I'll argue with anybody. And I've had these conversations, whether it be a Mo's algorithm or a guy that really enjoys the, the analytical side of the game. And, and I've come to understand more of it over time for sure. But it just, you know, this is one of those things that I think is really tough to put analytics on, and that is getting those last three outs is really tough. So, that being it's said, no comparison, no, yeah. no comparison, Jim. But I'm with you 100. percent There's the ninth inning is not the same as the eighth inning or the seventh. It's not the same. Um, obviously, in the numbers wise, you can compare that. You can compare numbers like you're saying with with Mo's and stuff, but. But that's that's different. I'm talking about it's not the same when you get a tight butt or when you get your heart racing and you get scared or when you pump up your heart and you do it or or you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. your mindset is not the same. How do you measure analytics when your heart is so scared, when your butt is so tight, when your mind is, is so so scared of, of what you're gonna face? How do you how do you manage? I have pictures before, Jimbo. That I went to the mound, 
And I looked at him and I'm like, dude, are you here? Like, we only need three outs. Let's go. Come on. And, and you could see it in their eyes. They were all shaking. And they were, the way they talk to you is different. So when they talk to you in BP, you know what I'm saying? So it makes a difference. Uh, nobody's going to tell me the ninth inning is the same as the seven or the six or the eight. Nobody. I don't care who you are. You might, you might tell me it's the same by numbers because that's what you have. But in feelings-wise, like your body shaking, scare, or, or tight ass, or whatever you want to call it, nobody's going to tell me that is measured these days. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. And like I said, I don't, you know, I, 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 I won't sit here and say you have to do this or you have to do that. I'm just talking about what I personally, and I would venture to say most would be comfortable. Let's listen. How could you not be comfortable if you knew you had Craig, Craig Kimball sitting out there every, every night available in the ninth inning or almost every night available in the ninth inning? And a role this Chapman, and I know people have their problems with him personally, but uh, you know you can go down the list of some of the great closers in baseball right now, and it's it, I understand that you know I, of course you would feel great if you had those in there, but the but we also have some good young pitching, so hopefully somebody emerges, maybe it is multiple people that can handle the ninth inning, and and we will find out. we're gonna find out I can promise but you that. We- well, we have to be really excited, Jimbo. There's teams out there that are looking for free agents to to add on to pitching. We are not looking for free agents. Look at the look at the potential uh, the potential five starters. We don't have five starters, Jimbo. We have seven or maybe eight starters that could easily in another team be a starter. Okay, so. We got the relievers now. We have the, the bullpen. We have a couple guys coming out from uh, injury. Leon is going to be back. Who knows how he's going to be? He might be better. Uh, we have Reyes that's going to help. We have all these guys coming up. Genesis Cabrera, we were we were just talking about it. We have Hudson. We have Ponce de Leon who showed that he can pitch uh, starting or he can pitch in relief. We have, I mean, we, we have the pitching. We are excited. The hard part is going to be that who who stays and who goes, right? That's going to be the part that we're going to have to wait and see. But if we add an arm, I'm with you 100%. Get it. But if we don't, I'm still excited. We have the arms already. Yeah, it's going to be um it's going to be great for as far as like a Cardinal fan to uh you know, to to be able to say, "Hey, listen, I understand that I'd like to have these guys, but what we're going to have is a bunch of depth. Depth sometimes gets overlooked. Uh, I think that some some people pay a lot of attention to the top dogs on a team, whether that be the superstar, whether that be the, the name that you see all the time. Depth goes a long way. Fans. That's the fans. Yeah, no, the fans, absolutely. The fans get to do that, but the the uh, company, the, the organization, the people that runs the minor leagues, the people that runs, I talked to Moises Rodriguez, which we should have uh, pretty soon here on the, on the show. Moises is in charge. Uh, he's an assistant GM, uh, assistant GM, and he's in charge of the minor leagues too. So for for we can ask him. I mean, his job is not to think about the big league. His job is about to think uh, who's the next shortstop is if Paul DeJong go down. Who's the next second baseman coming up from AAA when? If, if Colton won't get hurt, you see what I'm saying? That's his job. 
but as a fan, you get a you get a chance to do that. You know, your studs and you think about whoever's in the big leagues. But these guys, man, they're prepared. They have a bunch of group, uh, a nice group that it takes care of all those things for you. Well, you know, it, it's early in spring training. We, you know, we we can talk about, you know, at this juncture, it's kind of hard to say. Well, you know, how's this guy looked? We got the traditional. He showed up to camp in great shape, and this guy's healthy. You know, we got all that going on. But, you know, until we get some games going on and we start seeing some competition right now, you know, the guys are doing what they do. Uh, I want to ask you about a iconic Cardinal and some comments that he made and, and, and where we're headed. Before we do that, though, I want to remind everybody to check us out at twobirdsonabat.com. You guys can uh, subscribe to the show there, which is free. The other thing you can do at our website right now, and it's very simple, guys. When you get to twobirdsonabat.com, uh, if you're on your mobile device, you'll scroll down. But if you're on your computer, you'll see opening day ticket giveaway. Now, guys, when you click on opening day ticket giveaway, it's going to take you to our contest page. You can do multiple things there. So when you've uh, once you've logged in and you do it with either your email or Facebook, um, you are now eligible to win the tickets. But there's so many ways for you to get extra entries. You can share the contest on Twitter. You can share it on Facebook. Uh, and you can come back to this site every day. Those are ways for you to receive an extra amount of uh, referrals and, and points every day. So just because you're like, okay, I'm entered. Nope, you can do it every day from now until April. So you have an opportunity to do this every day and get more and more entries. So don't forget that you can do that, okay? Uh, if you like us on Facebook, that's worth 10 extra entries. If you follow us on Instagram, that's 10 entries. If you follow us on Twitter, that's 10. And then the big one, if you subscribe to the podcast and it'll take you there, that's 20 extra entries. Okay, so you guys have an opportunity to get so many. Like I'm looking at my page and I did it just to make sure I knew how to do it. I have 80 entries. And you're like, 80? And it's like, yes, because I did everything on here. And when I share it on, on Facebook and Twitter, if anybody clicks that and registers, I get three more entries. So it's a referral thing too. So anyway, this contest is big right now. we got a lot of people in on it. If you want to come to opening day with us, we have two tickets, one for the winner and one for a friend, to join the show, Two Birds on a Bat, in the stands for opening day. Your ticket's hand-delivered to you by our friend, Benji Molina, compliments of M4Bayati.com and our friends at lineupmedia.fm. So again, if you want to be part of that experience with us, get on there, register to win. Uh, following us on social media as part of the contest, real simple to do. Uh, all you got to do, it's, I mean, once you click it, if you followed us already, you're good. And that is at Birds on a Bat Show on Twitter. It is Two Birds on a Bat on Facebook. That's always our big push, folks. Two Birds on a Bat on Facebook. When we do the post, you guys will see uh, that you can comment, like, and share on it. You're eligible for some of the autograph stuff that Benji has gotten for us for our fans. And, of course, Instagram, Two Birds on a Bat Show there as well. And you heard me mention, thank you, always goes out to lineupmedia.fm, home of your radio, the newest streaming platform. Download it. You guys will love it. You will enjoy it. Okay, so here's my question to you, Benji. Uh, Adam Wainwright, who is, let's face it, he is about as good a teammate, as a professional, as a, as a, as a player as you'll find. He's also a tremendous human being. Uh, he is very open and honest sometimes with fans. He takes time to talk to them. Um, you know, even though that there's been times where fans have been downright rude to him because he has not performed up to his own expectations and people have, you know, felt the need to take it out on him. But he has basically addressed this upcoming, let's face it, labor issue that we're going to have in baseball. And if you have your head buried in the sand and you don't think there's an issue, I don't know what to tell you. 
But he basically made some comments on a radio show that he doesn't see any way that there's not going to be a strike or, or whatever. And, you know, fans immediately when they hear that stuff, they start getting upset because they start thinking these guys are millionaires. How much more money do they want? Well, I, I, I don't know any other way to say this than people really don't understand it. They don't get it. And I'm not going to sit here and lecture people on why a few million bucks isn't a lot of money. That's not my point here. I mean, that's a that's a dumb argument. What I'm saying here is, is that we have a problem. And the problem is people want to blame the players union because they want to say some of these things that are a problem are things that the players union agreed to. So why is it everybody else's fault? Well, I understand that to some degree, but I will tell you this. The landscape in baseball has changed dramatically and it's the approach that the that the teams are using for their for their own teams and from business uh business standpoint ultimately that affects us as fans when players that can do a job are not hired to do that job because teams are going to go with a cheaper option if that cheaper option doesn't work out who who was robbed here well the fans were right we as cardinal fans have felt it for about three years right so I must say, I understand that there's two sides to everything. I understand that people will blame who they want to blame. But Adam Wainwright then, you know, understands that his, con- his comments, he didn't, you know, he didn't elaborate grossly on it, and then all of a sudden people are, are taking things wrong. So he takes to Twitter to explain why he feels, and I thought he did an awesome job. Now, some people replied with some things that I understand their points. I can disagree with them. I think most, for the most part, everybody I saw was pretty – respectful of Adam and how could you not be but I, I gotta ask you Benji um you know do, do you see any way shape or form we're not heading for a problem here no we are heading for a problem but but you touched so many points that I want to touch Jimbo um you're right on all of them um uh well I love well, being right so that's awesome where, <laughs> where do I start hold on okay Wainwright I love what Wainwright said he's defending the players right uh, I was a player, and I went through the same thing that these kids are going on my best year, Jimbo, my best year uh, in 05, and I didn't sign until one week before spring training for one year with Toronto and an option. So I went through all that, and you're like, how in the world me being the best catcher in the free agency is not signed? And these kids are going through it now. Well, Last time we touched on this, that the owners, there's 30 teams. It's not the Cardinals, okay? Let's get it right first. It's not the Cardinals. There's 30 teams out there. Uh, the 30 teams are looking out for themselves. We know that for the money, right? So what they do is they already have a budget, Jimbo. Now, if you're talking to me about those those budget guys that has $100 million budgets, yeah, they're the one who needs to be pointed at. But the teams that has 250 or 300 million budget or whatever that is, over 200 million committed to that year, I mean, come on. That's a lot of that's a lot of money. It doesn't mean those guys have to sign anybody. It means that the other teams that has uh, an embarrassing 80 million dollar budget, an embarrassing 100 million dollar budget they don't want to spend, but they want to win money. So those are the guys who needs to be brought up. Okay, that's not, that's one thing. The other thing I wanted to touch was 
the owners doesn't have to sign the player. If he doesn't, if, if the owners doesn't want or, or doesn't fit on your budget, they don't have to sign him. You know, I already told you that in the in the early in the early shows. I said uh, these guys needs to understand that they don't have to be signed. So when they are offered, uh, when they are offered seven years and 180 or 190 million, and they still believe they're they're worth 400 million and they don't sign, that's not that's not the honors for though. Because they still offering you some money. You see what I'm saying? Now, if if the player never gets an an, an offer, I get that. Yes, of course that that's not right. But if they get like, let's talk about Harper. He was already offered 300 million in in the Washington Nationals or something like that. He turned it down. So you take Harper out of the equation because he already was offered 300. Now, Machado has been offered 250 with the Yankees, and he haven't even signed yet because he's still hoping for 400 million. So you take that guy out of the equation. Uh, Martin Maldonado, a catcher, not in the same level of those guys, but guess what? They got he got offered. Um, uh, I I don't, I don't remember the amount, but he got offered some money. He said no because he wants four years. At twenty-seven million, you see what I'm saying. So the the owners still offer good money, but the agents, the agents are are messing things up in a way because they're putting these things on their head. They're putting in into the players' head. No, 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 no. Don't take that. You are worth this. No, buddy. Don't take that. That's your future. Look at Jasmani Grandal. The Angels offer him uh, some some big money, like almost thirty million for a couple of years, for a few years. He said no because he's still hoping for four years. You see what I'm saying? How that works? So in this case, when you have offers on the table, which are a lot of money, don't blame that the owners don't want to sign nobody. Now, if you don't have an offer that having even been offered to Kimbrell or something. And nobody has offered a contract. Yeah, I get that. Be mad because he's the best out there. But don't come up to me when you're already, Jimbo, I offer you four million. No, 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 buddy. I'm not signing four million. I'm I'm waiting for my eight million. Don't come back to me and say they don't they don't want to spend money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I the the whole thing for me has been interesting because you know owners are gonna say, look, we people have offered these guys money. They just don't want what we're offering them. So I understand it's not as black and white as most people would say. Like to to make the argument that nobody wants to sign them, what you'd have to be is it'd have to be crickets, right? Like nobody'd have to want to offer these guys money. Well, that's not the case. They get offered, Jimbo. I'm 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 telling you, they get offered. It's just that they don't get offered what they're looking for. Correct. And it becomes a problem. Not because they didn't get offered, because you don't hear that. You didn't hear anybody say, oh, man, they never offer me a job. You don't hear that. You say, oh, all you hear is, oh, dang it, man, they offer me, but they didn't offer me what I want. Well, isn't at the end of the day, what this is really about is the way it was. 
right? And there's been a change. Um, you know, a player that has produced, and I said it, and I tweeted this, and it got a lot of interest, and I thought, you know, I thought what I said was really how I felt because I try to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking here, looking for here? I try to look at both sides of everything and try to be realistic. I understand that owners, okay, have the opportunity or, 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 or the owners take a lot of risk and they should have opportunity to make plenty of money. I've never begrudged owners of doing that. I understand it. And you, you're, and you're not, you, you got to understand, Jimbo, that when the player doesn't do the job that they're being paid off, they don't return their money either. That's right. So I understand that whole, I get that 100%. That being said, I think the reality here is, is that we all understand that there is, without question, always risk in everything that the blue, everything that the teams do. Okay, there's always risk. I understand that and I get it. That's why I don't begrudge owners when they, you know, are cautious about doing things. Now, as a fan, okay, as a fan, I absolutely 100% want the Cardinals to spend $300 million on Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. I will not. You have to to know that the the budget, too. I will not freak out. I will not, like, not care if they do don't sign one of the two. And here's why I won't, though. I won't because ultimately what I want is for the Cardinals to be better, and I want them to compete, and I want them to do things. I have to honestly say that I think they have made themselves better this offseason. So I would be a hypocrite in my opinion. Now, listen, everybody can do what they want to do. The way I view this thing, I believe that I would be hypocritical not to admit that I think what they ultimately did, which is their job, is to get better. Now, the funny thing here is, is that for some people, me included at times, how they go about getting better isn't good enough because ultimately we attribute, okay, guys getting better or teams getting better, okay, to spending money. We all know that spending money doesn't guarantee anything. But I put this in words. What, and I, what and is I, their budget, Jimbo, right well, now? Well, who I think they're spending like $150-something million, which if you look in the league, okay, that puts them in the top – you know, the top third, I guess, if you want to call it, of the league in spending. Now, they, they could, see, here's the problem. They realistically are not going to spend as much as Boston, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. The problem is, is that they could if they wanted to. Now, we but can they talk. they on the top, though. That's right. So, if you really want to be upset about something, and listen, I'm not here to blast Mo or, or whoever, but the reality of it is they spend plenty of money. They maybe have made some bad choices that have allowed that have prevented them from saying maybe we'll make an investment here. But if, but if baseball has decided that they don't think ten year contracts for three hundred plus million is a good way to go, even for a twenty six year old quote unquote superstar, you know it's hard from a from a from a a fans stand from a fans view. To not want that guy on your team, but from a business standpoint, maybe they have figured it out. But here's my ultimate issue. I've said this once and I'll say it again. My issue is not with how Manny Machado and Bryce Harper are being handled. It's really not. I I, I understand that. See, where did all this come from? It came from us. We assumed, and some experts too, that these guys would make three, four hundred million dollars. We all assume that, right? Now. Here's the my issue. Four, the 300 and the 400 million only comes from the agent. That's right. So here's my ultimate problem. And I thought, you know, I, 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 
I, it's funny because I thought this to myself, and when I typed it out, it's like, man, once you type it out, it, it's an issue. And here's what I put. Major league teams no longer want to pay for past performance. Like, that's what you hear all the time, right? But actually, they own the majority of the players for six years at a bargain rate during what? Their peak age for performance. So if you have a guy, let's take like, uh, here, I'm going to randomly select a guy because um, if you use uh, if you use Harper and Machado, we know where we're at there already, right? So like they, in their situations, allowed them to be free agents at 26, okay? Now, uh, who is not going to be a free agent at 26? Mookie Betts. He came up a little later in age. But here's the thing, okay? The teams own your rights for six years. So if you come up at 21, 22 years old and you perform for six years at a very high rate, now all you're of a sudden, on, because you're going to be 29, they want to give you a three-year deal. Yeah, you're underpaid. So the owners get you. Remember we were talking about this with uh, with Altuve? Yes. Remember that? Yes. We were saying the same thing with Altuve. Like, seriously, Brody? The guy played for five years, three years, I think. He was almost the MVP. He was the batting champ, uh, hit leader. And they did not want to pay him until later, of course. But uh, they did not want to pay him big money. I'm like, dude, you guys got saved. How about Mike Trout, the first three years? He's an MVP and the runner-up MVP. And he was getting 500000 he was getting 800000 You see what I'm saying? Yep. So, and now, uh, I'm with you 100%. I'm a player. You give me $500 million for 10 years, I, I'll take it. Of course, I will take it. I'm a player. I, I'm fighting for the players. But if I don't blame the owners for not wanting to give a guy 10 freaking years, dog. Come on, man. If they're willing to give you five or six years, you don't even think that's, that's enough? You don't even think four years is enough? You don't even think five years is enough? Six years? And the agent is pushing you in your ear saying, no, 10 years. Of course he wants 10 years. He gets paid for 10 years. So it's messing the whole thing up. I had my brother yesterday here, Jimbo, and we were discussing the same thing. My brother, Jose, he was at the house, and we were discussing the same thing. And Jose came up with the idea of, Let's put it. Let's put a top, a top salary thing. You know, like a like a top. You can only sign for five years with one year option. And you will see that you'll see more guys getting more money, and it makes sense. It makes sense because if you get ten years at some kind of money, hey, well, let's get close to that ten year average money and put it in five years, and you might have more guys willing to pay that because it's only for five years. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they need to find a happy medium because the agents are going crazy right now. Uh, it's actually one guy, but the other ones are following because they know it works for him, so they wanted to work the same way. But, dude, you're ruining the whole thing. He got offered – some guys got offered five years – and they're looking for eight years. Seriously? Seriously, dude. Come on, man. It's five freaking years. Well paid. You know what I'm saying, Jimbo? We're getting to the point where everybody's like, 
gosh, 10 years. You can't even give me eight years. You can't even give me seven. Get the heck out of here. They offer you good pay for four years and five years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, uh, you know what's funny? I, I, I understand, like, people want to have, people want to make what they're worth. Okay, there Look is some. Mustaka signed for. I'm sorry. Oh my God! How much did he sign for? He's going to make as much in two years. It's going to take him two years to make what he would have made two years ago if he would have accepted Kansas City's qualifying offer in one year. Yeah, but do you see what I mean? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. If he would have taken the big money when he had to, instead of looking for five years like he was. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? He was looking for six years, actually. Well, here's the interesting thing. There's no doubt about this, too. What's been interesting about this is that the way the game is is ran now with analytics being a big part of it, uh, the owners have obviously bought into this and have changed what they feel players' worth are, what, what the players' worth is. Uh, Randy Carricker had, and, and I, and you know, I don't, a lot of people in St. Louis are familiar with Randy, and Randy's a smart guy. Like he, he remembers like his memories. Like he's known for for having this unbelievable memory of knowing all these things. He had tweeted back at at he, or he wasn't being me, being ignorant. He just tweeted back at, at Wainwright that it's interesting that in now I want people to think about this in 1994. And here's a name that you'll remember: Donald Fear was the players' representative, was the 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 legal counsel for the players' union, right? And you know, this is your time, right? Yep. Okay. The owners offered a salary cap that guaranteed players, this is kind of like football now, 50% of the revenue, no arbitration, and free agency after four years. And they wouldn't even consider it. Donald Fear and the Players Union. They wouldn't. Well, because even... they wanted to have, they wanted to have those free. Because you can still think about it, Jimbo. You belong to the team for six years, right? Right. But you can still sign an extension in the middle of those six years. You can, but you could have. My point is, they would like there would have been like it would have been just like the NFL now. Fifty percent of the revenue is guaranteed to the players. So now that money is guaranteed to the players. Free agency after four years solves a lot of these problems because guys oh, yeah. are hitting free agency two years earlier. And uh-huh. and with a salary cap comes what? A salary floor. So you can't have teams saying, we're just not going to spend any money for three years. So these guys that are good that are good players that aren't getting jobs would be getting jobs in those markets. So it's funny how they looked at it in 94 as this will kill us. And no, the next one will kill us. Right, yeah, this one's going to be now. So that's where I, I head to now. And you look at it, and, and some people are like, well, you can't fault the owners for, for the players' union agreed to this. And I've said, well, no, you're right. The players' union did agree to it. Now, we I don't think any of us could have anticipated the change in strategy from the owners as drastically as it's, as it's happened in the last two years. I don't think anybody could anticipate that. Number two, I think you operate in good faith that all the teams ultimately want to win for their fan base, which has proven to not be true. I don't care what Rob Manfred says. I think that's stupid. They don't want to win. Yeah. I think his – Half half of the league do not care if they win or not. Let me tell you something. When Rob Manfred said stuff like that, he – and I'm sorry, and he doesn't care what I think. They don't care what I think. He – I wonder if anybody – like if he has any confidants or people that – 
you know, if he has a bunch of yes men around him or if he has people that he really trusts because they would have to walk up to him and say, you have no idea how unbelievably ignorant you sound when you say that you disagree that teams are, are purposely losing and tanking. I mean, you oh, have got to not, be a not, moron. They're not purposely doing it. They're just putting a low-level low, low level team out there that is not competing against the Cubs. It's not competing against the uh, the Rangers. And not comp- you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're he, not admitting it, but they're putting a low-level low team. It is actually like it, but they're not going to say, Oh, we're 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 tanking. Oh yeah, they're never gonna say that. That's my point. So for him to insinuate that we're stupid and they're smart, that's not again, just I listen, I gotta tell you, I, I, I look at major league baseball. I mean, it's a massive business, right? And let's let face me, it. Let me not forget this, Jimbo, real quick. Okay. Your thought, real Go quick. ahead. Don't don't even think that a, a low-level team like a Marlins, like a Tampa, like a, like low-level that has not even a hundred million dollar budget, you're gonna tell me that they cannot sign Andrew Miller, Kimbrough, or or these big name Mustakas, and, and the guys who have signed and the catchers and and whoever free agents is out there. You're gonna tell me. An eighty million dollar, a hundred million dollar budget team cannot sign those guys. Nobody, nobody can tell me that. Nobody. If the teams that has the highest payroll can sign him, those guys can for sure sign those guys because they have the low money. So don't give me, um, you know, the owners. Don't give me that crap that I cannot sign him because we got a the low budget. Get the heck out of here. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's just that, like I said before, they have to want to do it, Jimbo. They have to want it. If they don't want you in their team, there's no law that says I have to sign Machado. (coughs) No law. This is my freaking team, and I do not want Machado in my team. Or, yes, I do want Machado in my team. You see what I'm saying? This is my freaking team and there's no law that says otherwise there's no law saying no you have to sign this free agent no man there's no law so they get from there but at least our team is 150 and it's in the top of spending money but the other teams can't afford mustacas and all these guys come on man nobody can tell me that the the whoever has the low they're expecting the fans to go out there but they don't sign nobody, and they trade everybody away from your team. Come on, that is sick. That is sick to hear. I get, I, I get really a stomach ache every time I see teams getting rid of everybody, and they expect the people to go there, like the Marlins. Oh, rebuilding, yeah, rebuilding my butt. You still want people to go and show up to the stadium so I can make money, but you traded Stanton, you traded Gordon. You traded these guy. You traded that guy. Your best pitchers. You traded all these. Look at the Seattle Mariners. They don't have problem with money, and they traded six all stars or or you know six players and and four of them or five of them were all star, and they traded him. How do you think their fan base feel? 
oh, the hell with you. If I'm a Seattle Mariner, I won't even go to one game. After I supported my team, finally we get better, and we get Cano, and we get Segura, and we're having all these pitchers, and Diaz closing, finally we have a closer. Bam, 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 they get traded. How do you think I feel if I'm a fan of the Seattle Mariners? The hell with you. I ain't going to the field, and I ain't going to spend it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, you know, the whole thing for me, and, and I hate to say this, but it, it just stinks. And, you know, the people say, well, you would do it too if you own the team. And I'm like, well, listen, here's the deal. If, uh, if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is my third baseman of the future, okay, I, I, I understand why people are saying this. Oh, don't get don't get me going on that one, please. I already almost had a heart attack yesterday trying to explain Jose. And Jose with me on that guy, man. That is embarrassing for baseball. I just, I can't, I just look at it and it's like, well, they're, and here's the thing. So what they're doing is they are going to delay his six years of service time so that they can own his rights for another year. Another year of what? Another year of his prime earning years. Yep, exactly. So, exactly. so what will happen is, is that he will now be with them for almost seven years, right? And in those years, okay, he will make, now listen, I'm not going to insult anybody here. He will make money. He will make money. His last few arbitration years, he will make money. And if he is as good as advertised, he will make money. Nobody they saying, might even sign him. They might even sign him on a contract that's in right. between those. That's years. right. And nobody's saying he's going to be poor. That's not the point. The point is, I don't understand why the owners get a free pass on this. Okay, I don't understand why they get a free pass on this, and yet everybody else acts like the players because they're making a bunch of money should be restricted in what they make. Well, why? No, why shouldn't the owners be restricted? Exactly. But listen to this, Jimbo. If I sign you for $4 million, everybody sees Jimbo got signed for $4 million, right? Yep. That's what they see. What it really is, is Jimbo really signed for $4 million where his bank is going to be 2.7. You see what I'm saying? Right. And if you play in California like I did, and I can show you my checks you can get from those four million dollars you're going to get two million dollars from out of taxes and all that stuff right yep so that's the point that the players want to cover that tax so if i want sign jimbo and you're like hey man i you know can i get six you can't be mad at me for asking for six because the the state is gonna keep three anyways you see what i'm saying <laughs> That's what people need to understand. When you see a, a $300 million contract, well, that, those are different. I, I get sure. it. Those are, those are different. But, but when you see a guy signing for a million dollars and you're like, wow, he's a millionaire. Well, think twice, buddy, because he gets $600,000 in his bank. And plus, like Wayno said, he still has to pay gas. He still has to pay rent. He still has to maintain two houses probably because – He's from Indiana, but he plays in St. Louis. So he has to pay for two houses, insurance on the car, and be a normal a normal guy with the same money. 
with the same money that you get paid. So fans out there or, or people out there needs to understand that when the players are asking a little bit more, you know, they're trying to cover it. So if you sign for $10 million, don't don't see the $10 million because that's not it. I don't care who you are. If you see, oh, he signed for $10 million a year. Yeah, he looks like $10 million, buddy. But what I get in my bag is $6 million. You see what I'm saying, Jimbo? No, I agree. And and here's the and other thing, too. A lot of fans too. need to understand that. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Like, nobody is saying that baseball players, if they make it, aren't compensated. Nobody said that. They also have to do th- Here's what kills me, okay? I, I would love – like, they'll never do it because it still comes across as, you know, whatever. But, you know, if you want to play in this league, okay, you have to spend so much money on things that normal people don't spend money on, okay? Mm-hmm. You think training's free? You think those people that train these guys are cheap in the offseason? You think a dietitian is free? You think or a workout guy? Or, it, 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 or listen, flying your family. That's right. You that's go. right. Do you never want to see your family? Are you? Should you not see your family? And do they not see anywhere? I, I, here's my favorite thing that I learned the other day that, you know, and I know a lot of stuff. I had no idea of this. When a player goes to spring training, A, he doesn't get paid. And people say, oh, well, he makes so much money, he shouldn't get paid. Okay. Nope. They they he they don't they don't pay for any of the room any of the stay. So these minor leaguers that already make no money when they go to spring training, have to pay for their own hotel room or, or rental or whatever it is they do. I there's a lot of things that guys pay for that you don't have to deal with in a normal everyday environment. Now, Jimbo, I want to tell you something, Jimbo. Okay, Jimbo have a season last year, uh, 300, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs. So Jimbo gets signed for $10 million per year, right? Yep. A year. 30 million. I'll take it. 10, 30 million, three years. Okay. That's you. So here's Benji Molina, and he hits 300. He hits 30 home runs. And he gets 100 RBIs in the season. Just the same as you. And you're getting paid $10 million a year for three years. And here I am in my free agency. And you're a catcher and I'm a catcher, okay? I'm just to go even even more close. Uh, and then here they come offering me five year, $5 million a year. So instead of getting $30 million, uh, for three years, I get offered... 15 for three years. Now, you tell me, and you go out there on the fan base, and you go out there and find me a guy that is going to be okay with me getting 15. You find me one guy that if you have those numbers, and I have the exact same numbers than you, and you're getting $30 million for three years, I'm getting offered 15 for three years. Is something wrong there. So now you go out there, and you find me somebody that will say, oh, that's okay. I'll take the $15 million. It's a lot of money. Go. Go out there into the stands or whatever you want. You will not find one guy, one guy that will say, oh, heck, yeah, I'll take it. Nobody will say that. Everybody will be like, hey, wait, wait, wait. I got the same numbers as Jimbo. Why is he getting $10 million? And I'm being offered five. You see how that works? That's Major League Baseball. That's how the players think. You see what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Why you think Pujols is not in St. Louis? You give me an idea why you think Pujols is not in St. Louis. Pujols is not here because he wanted to be the top pay first baseman. Okay? Which is, you know, we, we, went, we went at it one of the shows. I get it. But he wanted to be the top pay player. Why does he want to be a top pay guy? Because the 10 years that he had, nobody came even close to his numbers. Never, ever. Never. Nobody has even come close. And there was two guys getting more money than him as a first baseman. Now, you tell me, how the heck is that happen? You see what I'm saying? For sure. That's why Pujols is not in St. Louis, because he wanted to be the top guy. But you, you see what I'm trying to say? The players see the numbers. Russell Martin, Russell Martin was getting $20 million or, or $19 or $18 million. And Yadi was being offered sixteen million. You get that? Yeah. I... So guess what? Yadi was gonna say, "The hell with you! I'm gonna go where I get twenty million, because my numbers are way better than this kid, and this kid is getting twenty. So I need to get twenty or more. That's how Major League works as a player. You have Jimbo, three years." Uh, 10 million a year, and you have Benji Molina 15 for five. There's something wrong with that. You know, I see the problem is, is that everybody wants to act like because it's a quote unquote a lot of money that people should just take whatever and be happy about it. It doesn't listen, it doesn't matter because number one, no matter what walk of life you're in, okay, you want to be paid what you're worth based and, and how is our worth set. Our worth is set by a variety of things. Everybody that's in an industry has an idea what their counterparts are making, right? I, if you're a teacher, you know what other teachers are making. If teachers at this school don't make what teachers in another district, and, and listen, I know a lot of teachers, they, they complain that their district doesn't pay what this other district has. So exactly. what I've always said was, I've always said this, and, I, and believe me, this isn't a thing on teachers. This is just, I'm just using this as an industry. I could use the car industry. In fact, let's do that because I don't want people to think I don't think teachers should get paid. Let's go to the car industry. So and if you're at if, police, that's right. they should get that's paid right. more. So you work for a car, a car plant, and you're in this union, and you're part of this deal, and you make whatever you make, okay? I promise you that if the people at this plant over at this local and this other place are making more than you, you're going to bring it up during your next contract because you're going to say, wait a minute. We do the same job as they do, and we think we do it better. Why are we not being paid at least comparable to what they're making? And it yeah, becomes exactly. what? It becomes an issue. Now, yeah, exactly. Now, people can say, yeah, but we work hard. And with that's a livable wage. Okay. I understand. But my point is, let's you say. You get paid $1 million in, in McDonald's and Jack in the Box offer you too. Where are you going to go? <laughs> well, you're going to Jack in the Box. And here's, the, here's uh -huh. my other point. So let's just say that everything's peaches and cream. And you work for Ford, or you work for this whoever it is, and you make sixty grand a year. And the place that you're comparable to, they all make sixty, so everybody's happy, right? It's contract time. the The owners walk in and go, "Look, uh, we're paying you sixty. They're making sixty. Everybody's happy, right?" No. People are going to go, "Wait a minute! I've been here. I've been doing a good job. I deserve a raise." Okay. Mm -hmm. So now, and then what, and then it, it, it and, and listen, there's nothing wrong with that. I understand it. If the company so is doing the, well. 
if the company the sales that's right the sales person on the car the sales guy in a month he sold 15 cars for the company and there's a guy that sells two or let's say five he's the guy sell 15 is getting paid the same money as the guy who sold five you think that's really fair no it's, that's it's, how that's how baseball is in sports it's like basketball which is different but but i'm just saying like if i average 30 points a game and i'm getting paid 10 million why if if you are getting 30 points a game why are you getting 8 million you see what i'm saying so yeah. players do that man they they watch at the other guy i did it i did it um that kiddo from the atlanta mccann I was always compared to him. I was always compared to Ramon Hernandez. And Ramon got $32 million for four years, and I couldn't even get a contract. And I was better than him by numbers, right? And, and, and he got a four-year deal, $32 million, and I couldn't even get a contract. And I don't – I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. The players do that. But when you don't have the numbers, which is this – this is the time where the players don't have the number, but they want the money, Jimbo. They want the money. They want the $10 million a year when they don't have the numbers to back it up, man. That's what is getting bad. That's where it's getting bad, where these young guys are trying to get, or, or, or middle, middle guys, they're trying to get paid money for what they haven't done anything. You see what I'm saying? That's what you have agents telling your player, oh, that guy got these. You should get these because you're better. Well, prove it. Prove it to me. You prove that this guy is better than me by my numbers. Where are my numbers? My numbers are 300, 10, uh, 30, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs. What are yours? Uh, 240. Oh, man, I got five home runs. And they still want the money. You see what I'm saying? That's what it's become a problem here, Jimbo, is because agents are putting in their heads, dude, you need to get paid these because that guy got paid these. No, no, no. Okay, you want to get paid $10 million a year. Okay, show me the numbers. And it's not adding up to the owners. They're, they're not dumb, man. They're not dumb. They, they're looking it up and saying, I'm not paying for that guy for $10 million. If, he, if the numbers said that, that's not what it's worth. I don't care if they're asking for it. I'm just not paying it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, for sure. And, and to the whole point of the, the, the conversation revolves around, in my opinion, a couple of things. And that is, I don't begrudge anybody making money. It doesn't matter what profession you're in. So just because somebody makes a lot of money, I'm not going to dismiss their situation. Okay. People can be unrealistic and bury their head in the sand about how the whole thing works. And I thought Adam Wainwright did a really good job of trying to articulate that. You have a certain amount of people that are never, ever going to buy it, so to speak, because the ultimate numbers that you wind up arguing over are in the millions of dollars of range. And for most people, we can't contemplate doing something and making millions of dollars. We can't contemplate a million it. dollar give you six hundred million dollars. A million dollar give you six hundred thousand dollars. So the fans, that's the first thing the fans need to understand, that they they don't get the full million dollar how they say it. 
oh, I signed that guy, Mustakas, for $30 million for three years. Well, he might get 15, 16, which is a lot of money. I get it, but he doesn't get the 30 million, buddy. I'm sorry. Right, and 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 I, and and to that point, I also understand that 15 million is still a lot of money. So that's great. I get that. Okay, we're talking about okay, we're talking about a lot more than just that one guy and his contract and what he makes. Okay, exactly. This is about this. What this is going to come down to is okay. A, a, a situation where you have owners making tons and tons of money. Billions. And now Billions. all of a sudden, we don't want to pay any players. And we want to find a way to manipulate it, and who knows what will happen with it when it comes right down to it. So, you know. We have teams with billions of dollars in only TV. Only TV. Billions of dollars. And we have also... Uh, we have to add on to the 3 million, 3.4 million fans that show up. We have to point out that the village is always packed up, that what they're building around there is going to be packed up for years to come. They, We're talking about billions of dollars, so don't get fooled. Yeah, I, you know, I, I said this too. The, this conversation always intrigues me because what we're ultimately talking about are millionaires and billionaires that can't figure out a way to spread the wealth so that the people that get hurt the most in this, the fans, suffer. I, hey, but, but the players, Jimbo, the players doesn't want more money because for fun. The players, um, some of them are, are not even close to be asking millions because they don't deserve it. I get it. Some of those players. But other players have done really good and they deserve to be paid and let me tell you this when you're playing baseball is a very short time career a lot of people don't even get to eight years a lot of people don't when you get to 10 years sometimes that's it 10 years of your life you have a short period of time to make the most out of it so your son so your grandchild and everybody is set for life for you have only, and this is what people need to understand. We, we're not asking for $10 million for life every year. We're asking for seven years, five years, six years, eight years, 10 years of really well paid. And after that, I'm done. That's the mentality of a player. We are not here to think about uh, 10 years from now. Do you think Yadi? Is thinking about five years from now or 10 years. He might not even be in the league. So he needs to get the most he can in that short period of time that the player gets in order to make it the rest of the way. That's their mentality on that. Now, does it happen? And there's some guys out there that are not, they're not even having business asking for what they're asking. There's guys out there asking, like I said before, for $10 million when, when their numbers doesn't even back it up. Why the heck are you going to ask for $10 million when your numbers said that you're in a, in a $2 million range? Why do I have to, as an owner, give you $10 million when I know? I know. I see the numbers. They're right here in front of me. And I know you, you, didn't, you didn't even get to a $2 million, $3 million guy. How am I going to give you ten? And that's what the problem is becoming when agents are all over their ears 
no, you're worth this. You're worth this. You're worth this. Of course, they're going to go for it. And then all of a sudden, they find themselves not getting anything. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and like I said, I think the big thing for me is that we lose that we lose sight of is that everybody, no matter what you do in life, is you look at what you do and you look for what you do for your employer. And if your employer, you know, if you're a big part of what they do, you want to be compensated for it. If you worked at a company and, and the company was making tons of money off your back, you would want to be compensated for it justly. Anybody. And, anybody that goes through that, Jimbo, and, you know it. That's right. And you're talking about guys that are making these guys a ton of money, and they want their part. And I can't fault them for it. I don't care what the amount of money is. And you can, like I said, you can be, you can be however you want to be with that topic, and you can say, well, you're never going to yeah, – I'm just not going to do but it. Also, it's a lot of money. But it's just yeah. – ultimately, we're the ones that are going to suffer in this. I promise yeah, you. Yeah, but also, Jimbo, you can be a teacher for 40 years, and you can be a lawyer for 50 to 60 years. And you can be a doctor for however long you freaking want. But a baseball player is a short time. You well, know, so when you do I, well, when you do well in that short time, you want to be comp- compensated, right? Like you said. And that's the main reason why these fights happen. But when you don't have the numbers to back it up, Jimbo, you sold 15 cars in 30 days. And I sold five in 30 days in the same or in the same company do you think i have the right to ask for what you get paid i don't think so you see what i'm saying and this is only a month i'm just giving you an example but i don't have the right to say no you got to pay me what jimbo gets paid and he'll be like laughing at your face like no i don't he sells me 15 a, a month you sell me five you see what i'm saying for sure so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of like that in baseball. Like I don't want to, I don't want to have somebody on top of my head that is getting ten million a year when I have better numbers and I'm getting eight or nine. No, I want to be better than him because I my numbers back it up. So that's how it goes, man. Yeah, I've listen. I there, I I'm. I'm not going to tell anybody how to think. Very or what to very think. interesting. It is. Show, by it's the a, way, it's today. a tough thing. Well, because I the, I. Listen, I we can sit here and talk all day long. People say, "Well, there's no right answer, there's no good answer." I, the, the, there's a way. I've said it once. I'll say it again. You know, we're talking about billionaires and millionaires and trying to figure out how they how they decide who should get what. And, you know, I'm not saying that the football model's perfect. I'm not saying like the hockey model's perfect. I don't know, but these people have decided that there's a way to incorporate revenue that the league makes as a whole, a one-for-all, all-for-one, there's a way that they've incorporated the actual revenue that the league brings in to make sure that the players get their fair share. And I do find it interesting that the owners presented this exact option to the Major League Baseball Players Association in 1994, and they would have no part of it. And, you know, I, I get that. I mean, everybody would like a free market. And, you know, I, I will say this. Two more years are going to be scary. Jimbo. Well, here's the deal. And, and again, I'm not faulting the players for this. I mean, a lot of times, like you said, you listen to agents. A lot of times you listen to lawyers and you do things. I, I will say this. Not not saying I agree with it, but I will say this. You wanted a free market. Well, this is what you got. You never really see, because I don't think anybody on the player side ever thought that 
the owners could just say, well, we don't need you anymore. The majority of you. We need some of you, but there's going to come a day where we're going to figure out something different, and we're not going to need a lot of you anymore. And you those are the guys that are make, hurting. Yeah, you cannot make an owner. There's no law that somebody can make an owner just because he has money. You cannot make the owner uh, sign you, Jimbo. There's no law out there. You, you cannot make me go after Machado. No, there's no law. If I don't want it, if there's 30 teams uh, that don't want him or, or like we discussed before, or they want him for a lot less money that they're looking for because that's another thing. Don't give me crap. A hundred, 220 from the White Sox, 250 for, from the, uh, from the Yankees. And you're going to tell me that there's collision. Now, if the players don't get offer, don't get one offer from any team, yeah, it could be collision. But if you're getting offered 220 and two and 250 for the Yankees, 300 for the Nationals, is that collision? What the heck? You're the one saying no. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. the one who, who wants more. I get it if the guy doesn't get any offers. I, yeah, I get it. That, that, that could be, you can name that whatever you want. But if you get in the offers, you just want more. Don't come back out here saying that it's collision in the game. At least not from your part, buddy. You know, let somebody else that didn't get an offer uh, out of 30 teams, and you know you're good and you didn't get an offer from 30 teams. Yeah, you can say that. There's collision or whatever you want, but not not the guys that get offered and then all of a sudden they're like, shoot, I want more. No, I can. I'm not. I'm saying no to that. I want more. Get the heck out of here, man. Yeah, I've. Uh, it's listen. There's this is not a. I don't know what. I I don't have a great answer for it because to your point, and I'm with the players, Jimbo. Believe me, I want the players to get 500 million if they can, because it's only gonna help everybody. So I'm with the players too. So. Um, the revenue sharing thing has been interesting because, you know, I, I, the, the part I think people miss about this is that, yes, you have the, the Red Sox, you have the Yankees, you have the Dodgers, you have the Cardinals, you have all these teams. Okay. They have to have other teams to play. And if you have teams in these markets, you know, and they're not working and they're not making money, well, then they, they, they don't have teams to play. Right. So, uh, and people could say, well, that's absurd because they'll find a play. And I get all that. But if you want to operate a make money, Jimbo. that's right. And they operate a franchise and it's not cheap to operate a franchise. I think we all just assume that, that they do this or do that. So revenue sharing, you know, allows for a lot of those things to happen. Now, the problem is that fans get a case of the ass when a team like the Astros says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to basically pocket a bunch of this money. We're going to do whatever we do with it. And then that way, when our young players are ready to go, we can surround those young players with proven players by spending money when other teams don't want to spend money and we can go get these guys. Well, that is a formula and it is a plan. It's not one that some people like, but it is a plan and it is a formula. Not not, you're not going to get me to like that either because I'm a fan. I want to win every year. Well, there's the issue. There's what it comes fan. down to. Yes. And I don't, I don't want to hear. I, I bet you anything. The fans that heard about from Houston, that heard about those years where they got the first round pick, I bet you they feel sick. 
I bet you all of the fans feel sick. I mean, obviously, right now they don't because of what happened now, and they're a fan. But, dude, I'm, I tell you, I, somebody tells me uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are going to tank for three years. Do you think the stands will be, fat, will be full? No, but like Heck I said, no. but what, what cures that? Winning. So, like you said, I mean. Yeah, winning every year. Yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to win three years from now. I want to win this year that's coming. That's what I want to win, yeah, and I want to win when that year is over. I want to win the next year. You know what I'm saying? That's sure. what gets people into the stands. That's what people love to see. Don't tell me I'm gonna try to tank and and like 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 Seattle right now. Seriously, Jimbo, let's be let's be real here. You have the best year of your team last year. The best year out of maybe the last seven years. You've been sucking really bad the last seven years. All of a sudden, you found a formula that has six of the best players in the game in your team. So you found yourself really close to make it to the playoff. If Oakland wasn't that hot last year, you would have made it to the playoff. And then you, in the offseason, instead of getting a little better, you trade away six of your best guys. Do you think that's fair for the fans? When they seven years, they suck. All of a sudden, finally, they got something going in Seattle. And all of a sudden, those guys that made it happen get traded. Six of them got traded. Now they have a triple A team or a double A team out of prospects and stuff. Are you going to tell me that's the way to get fans to the stadium? And make yourself money? I don't think so, buddy. That is really embarrassing. That is really, really embarrassing when a team does that. Well, again, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. You know how this plays out in the long run in the form of of the changes that'll be made. But there will be changes made. And for all those people out there that want to blame the players' union, I, I say this to you: um, for the players' union to get what they really think is fair. That means they have to dig their boots in. And if they dig their boots in and the owners dig their boots in, guess who loses? Us as fans. So, you know, we get to the point, too, where we want just both sides to figure it out and we don't let the chips fall where they may. So what's funny is, is, you know, the last time there was a work stoppage, I bet you nobody, no fan said, I really wish they'd have stayed out longer and got a better deal so that we don't have to go through. No, nobody did that. All you care about is you want baseball back. Nobody gave two shits about the deal that they signed. Okay? So don't sit there now and say, well, you know, they signed it. Tough break. Tough titty. That's just, you can't do that. I mean, I. Let the, let the players deal with it. Let the union deal with it. Let the, uh, let all those guys deal with it. Um, and, and, and let's just be fans. Obviously, the team, Jimbo, another thing before we go that I wanted to say was uh, the Cardinals budget around 150, 160, right? Something like that. They're in that range, yep. Yeah, in that range. And they're in the top. And you're I not even it's eight, adding. maybe. Top eight, something like that. Top seven, yeah. top eight, something and, like that. And, um, uh, and you're not even counting the international money that goes in. It's 30 to 40 million every oh, yeah. single year. So add it up. Add it up. And you have 190 or $200 million that they spend every year on the club because that's the club. That's for the club. You, when you do that, that's for the club. So 
people, a lot of people, they only see the major leagues, but they have to take care of a minor leagues. They have to take care of international. They have to take care of every single aspect of your team. And that goes up to $200 million a year. So it's not only what you see on TV. Oh, 150. Oh yeah, 150. No, no. Put put some put some out there for the extra work, they extra money they have to put on other, on other uh, things like like the minor leagues and the international money. Oh yeah, there's no doubt that they've you know there is no doubt that they've uh, got. Uh, tons of expenses. I'm not here to. I, I'm not here to 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 say they shouldn't do this or they shouldn't do that. No way, shape, or form am I here to do that. But what I will say is this: I I would like to. I would like to believe that millionaires and billionaires can figure out a way to to do this and do it correctly. That being said, um, I don't know how much hope I have for it. But what I will say is that uh, you know, right now they're playing. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the, the, the back and forth on the commentary. But I will say, without question, that uh, it's going to make we me. Gave, we gave the fans a lot of, uh, a lot of points to the Hanjin boys. Yeah, I'd be curious. Yeah, and I, and I want people, when they listen to the show, to, to send back your thoughts. Because I, I, I truly believe this. I don't believe that everything I said is right. I find this fascinating. It's our opinion. Yeah, and I find it fascinating. I absolutely find it fascinating. It's a great, great show, and people will get a lot of knowledge of what's going on in baseball. Well, I appreciate everybody joining us. I appreciate you, of course, joining us on the M4BayYachty.com hotline. One last time, I want to remind everybody to check us out at TwoBirdsOnABat.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there. The main thing you can do there, though, is click the banner for our opening day ticket giveaway. Get yourself signed up for that. Check out all the ways that you can get extra entries. You can do it every day, folks. This isn't a one-time thing. You can go back every day and retweet and repost on Facebook and get yourself more entries. Remember, when somebody clicks your post and they sign up, you get three more entries. That's why you can go back. You just simply click it. You'll see that you've already checked it, that you've done it. Just click it. It'll uncheck it, and then you click it again, and it'll let you repost. And that's how you get the additional entries every day. And then every time somebody sees it, I mean, you don't know. One post, the post you make today might be the one that 10 people sign up on and you get 30 more entries. So that's how it works. And that's why you can do it every day. Within a 24-hour period, you can come back and do it again after 24 hours is up. So uh, make sure you guys get signed up for that. We're excited about it. To our partners, thank you. InnovativeCompanies.com. My man, Randy Green. Residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. He's got you covered. Our good friends at Adam Smokehouse. Uh, located on Watson Road, uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, open until 7. Best barbecue in St. Louis, folks. We're really excited about the upcoming season and spending some time with them. We're going to be doing some really fun stuff over there, and we hope that you guys get over there and try their barbecue. Our friends over at Blues NHL Podcast right now are running their uh, Adam Smokehouse contest. So all you got to do is uh, go there, eat, take a selfie of yourself, send it to Blues NHL Podcast on our social media. You'll be registered to win an opportunity to do their live show from Inner Arena, so you definitely want to do that. Great way to spend some time with some uh, some some ex uh, blues players. To all of our uh, social media friends, thank you at uh, Birds on a Bat Show on Twitter. Follow us if you're a Cardinal fan. We'll follow you back. Facebook's always our big push. Type in Two Birds on a Bat. Like our page. Make sure you click invite your friends and invite all your Cardinal friends as well. When you see our pin post, like it, share it, comment on it, and uh, you're eligible for some of the wonderful prizes that we give away. Instagram, we're growing our Instagram like crazy. Find us Two Birds on a Bat Show. We want you to follow us on Instagram. And, of course, special thanks, as always, to lineupmedia.fm, home of your radio, the newest streaming platform that will host some great Cardinals talk this upcoming season. 
uh, Gators Baseball Academy, the four-pillar system that helps train so many great and wonderful athletes here in St. Louis. Make sure you check them out and find out if you have what it takes to be a Gator. That's GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Uh, I want to thank our social media partners, uh, Nate McHenry, RallySquirrel.com, Art City Media. Thank you for your continued support. To my friend Chris Lawless, who's always out there every day trying to make Cardinals fans days with all the stuff that he does. Thank you very much. Cardinals Nation, Cardinals 24-7, CN 24-7 Network, Ron, Gino, Crash, all the great people out there working tirelessly to bring uh, great content to Cardinal fans everywhere. We thank you. Uh, Linda and Vicky, who run two of the best pages, fans of Yadier Molina, and, of course, I am a Cardinal fan. Yes, I am. I love them. STL Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals Nation, uh, uh, Cardinals Country, uh, Cardinal Freak, all the great Facebook pages, guys. Get loaded. Get ready to roll. It's St. Louis Cardinals baseball season right around the corner. For everybody here at Two Birds on a Bat, let's go Birds! Go Birds!